0: Hey friends, Dr. Jordan here, and I'm glad you came back around to another episode of Raising Daughters, especially if you're the kind of parent who wants to remain an influence in your daughter's life throughout the teen years and beyond. And those teen years are what I'm going to talk about today, because there's so much uh, tumultuousness during those teen years, during adolescence. And we spend a lot of time worrying about girls and their anxiety and depression uh, the suicide rate has gone up, suicidal thoughts has gone up. And it's not just because of COVID. That has obviously added another layer to our daughters' lives. But we have also we have a hard time, I think, knowing how to support our daughters through the ups and downs of adolescence. I heard a great metaphor uh, years ago. I read about the blue crab that lives in New England. And the blue crab has to grow And by growing, it has to get rid of its rigid exoskeleton. It has to periodically shed its smaller shell through a process they call molting. So the crab stops eating. He seeks shelter in order to avoid predators. He rapidly absorbs water, which causes his tissues to swell. And it swells and swells until finally it splits its old shell open. And then it begins a slow process of backing out of that old shell that's then discarded. Salts are rapidly absorbed into its body to thicken and harden a new shell. And then the crab slowly grows inside its new shell until no more room is left to grow and then the molting process starts again. Now during that process of molting, this little soft shelled crab is very vulnerable to predators. And so it has to hide in rocks, it has to hide within the vegetation, or it might bury itself in the mud and the sand. And the female crab, molts 18 to 20 times during their lifetime that molting process takes time it takes energy and it has to focus on itself and like the blue crab during molting i think our girls are vulnerable during their adolescent touch point the touch point being a time in our lives when we're about to go through a big leap in development a big change so i think it's a great metaphor for that for our adolescent daughters and I think a good help in learning to understand what's going on for our girls is the stories of fictional characters like Moana and Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, uh, fairy tale heroines. I think we can use those stories to help reframe our daughter's adolescent challenges as a normal part of their heroine's journey so that we and they can relax and enjoy the process more. The heroine, our hero's journey is a narrative pattern that's found in many of our most well-known fairy tales and also just stories. Stories like Moana, uh, Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, Ray in the Star Wars uh, trilogy, The the Force Awakens, Harry Potter and Hermione in in Harry Potter series, Cinderella, Rapunzel. Every adolescent girl has to embark on this heroine's journey to discover new depths of courage and, and strength and hope and the resolve within herself that she can draw on to overcome the challenges of growing up. It's not just a journey. It's, a, it's, a, it's about bravery and fear and struggle and ultimately triumph. Now, your daughter may not face dragons or sor- sorcerers or evil tyrants, but they will face a lot of other challenges within that adolescent period. Boredom, fear, loneliness, Sometimes they'll be brave, sometimes they'll be resilient, sometimes they will not. But it's all okay, it's just lessons. There are always lessons in what's going on. Some of these things that they experience are big and a big deal, some of them are not. But they might they might be significant to your daughters. And when this process is over, and these young adults have faced their boredom and their disappointments, their fears, their frustrations, the challenges, the obstacles, they'll return like their fairy tale comparts, to their ordinary lives a little braver, a lot stronger, and ready to take on the next adventure in their life. Our daughters cannot grow in protected environments. They grow as a response to demands and challenges and experiences. I've read a lot of books about fairy tales and about the heroine's journey. Some of my favorites are Spinning Straw into Gold I love to read books with the original fairy tales, the ones from 300 years ago. There's a good book called The Sound of a Silver Horn. There's a book called She and its counterpart, He. There's a good book called The Witch Must Die. Joseph Campbell has two books, one The Power of Myth and the other called The Hero with a Thousand Faces. There's also a book that was written about 20 or 30 years years ago called Women Who Run with Wolves. I'd encourage you to read some of those books. They're great metaphors for the adolescent period. Now, the hero, heroine's journey, or the hero's journey, usually begins with a call from an ordinary life that's often considered by the girl to be boring, they're unhappy, they feel unfulfilled, uh, they feel bleak, and they go then from that bleak existence into a life of adventure. Think about Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz, who runs away from home because it's so boring. There's nobody there for her. There's always a call to awaken. And that call might come through their intuition, through a dream, an accident, an illness, a chance encounter, a death, loss, a failure. But there's a part of herself that yearns to be expressed. And even though it might be a painful or traumatic experience, maybe may be a period of discontent or loneliness or emptiness. That's what oftentimes stimulates the urge to grow, the urge to shift, the urge to transform. That call to adventure is also a summons to leave old beliefs behind. And oftentimes our hero, our heroine, is reluctant. Dorothy is called to a much larger life beyond her outmoded situation in Kansas. Rapunzel, after she realizes she's pregnant, uh, she she uh, leaves her tower and she goes off into the desert, desert where she raises two twins. A little Mermaid yearns to leave the ocean and to be on land. Cinderella yearns to break loose from her servitude at home, even at the risk of losing her own life, as many heroines do in the stories. It's also common for the heroine to refuse the call at first, to try and put it off, or to to um, procrastinate. Think about your high school seniors who will not fill out their forms. They won't do those things because they're stuck. They're refusing the call of the next leg of their journey. They not may feel like they're not worthy. It might feel inconvenient. But something keeps reminding them to keep going forward, to change until they they're ready to step into their destiny. I remember personally, back after I'd been a pediatrician for a few years, I had given a talk in San Antonio, Texas, and a nurse practitioner named Helen Hall came up to me at the end of the talk. She said, loved your talk. You're a great speaker. And I, I'm working with these people who are, who are creating this new parenting course called Redirecting Children's Behavior. I think, and she said, I think you'd be a great instructor. There's this four-day training down in, in Austin, Texas coming up soon. I, I'd love for you to come. I said, oh, thanks, let me go back home and talk to my wife, and I put it off. And a few months later, Helen called me again, said, hey, what's going on? And she was saying it'd be great for you. I was like, yeah, 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 and I, it's expensive, and uh, I, was, I was kind of in transition with my PEDS practice. She called me off and on for about a year until finally I was leaving my pediatrics practice. I was going to go off and start doing new things, and I decided it was the right time. And so I went. And about two months later, my wife and I went back down to Texas. We did a personal growth weekend retreat. And that was the start of me transitioning into doing what I do now. I refuse to call like, like most heroines and heroes do. Um, but oftentimes our heroines, like I did, we, we usually meet a mentor who guides and encourages us on our quest. Mentors like the grandmother of Moana Professor Dumbledore for Harry Potter. The Good Witch Glinda for Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. Frodo and Bilbo both have Gandalf. Uh, Rey in the Star Wars uh, series has Princess Leia and Han Solo. Uh, Katniss in, in The Hunger Games has Cinna and uh, Hamish. Um, all these mentors saw more in the heroines than they could see in themselves at that point in their adventure. Glinda sets Dorothy on the path that will lead to expanding her knowledge of the path of adventure, and she helps her, like all mentors do, to cross over that threshold into the the transformation process. And that's the beauty of a good mentor. After embarking on the journey, the heroine will undoubtedly face uncertainty, fears, they become afraid, they start to doubt their ability to carry out their quest. Most of our heroines are reluctant I love the the Hunger Games books and the series. And all throughout, Katniss is constantly saying, I didn't ask for this. Because she doesn't think she can do it. Our fictional young heroines must confront their deepest fears and face a series of dangerous encounters that test their strength and their resolve. I mentioned Rapunzel before living in the desert with her twins. Dorothy obviously goes to Oz, where she has to go on the yellow brick road. Harry Potter and Hermione have to face Voldemort. Um, Snow White is is banished to the forest and has to also uh, confront the witch. Cinderella has to confront Servitude and then her stepmother. Moana must sail out to sea. Frodo must leave the comforts of the Shire and travel to Mordor. And Dorothy must leave Kansas. All of them do this to achieve their growth. They must gain the strength and the resources to survive and then be ready to face the adult world. That's one of the purposes of adolescence and our teen years, to face the adult world. The newest Star Wars uh, adventure, The Force Awakens, involves a character named Rey. She's a girl who goes from a lost child who has lost her parents and she just wants to stay where she's at in order to hopefully be there when her parents return. She goes from that to becoming a Jedi and one of the leaders of the Resistance. Rey has to transcend a childhood filled with lots of hardships, loneliness. But probably most importantly, Rey, like most heroines, must reframe her beliefs that she has no place she belongs. She has to embrace her strengths and her dark side. She progressively owns her power, She creates a family she can rely on. And your daughter, too, must go through their journey of self-discovery to prepare themselves for adulthood. Ray eventually has to absorb and embrace the Force within her. These stories remind us to open ourselves to hidden capabilities we've forgotten or about potentials we didn't know we had or didn't know how to use them, like Ray with the Force. And all of our heroines discover that they're much more than they thought they were. The Wizard of Oz has always been my favorite movie of all time. I love the characters, I love the the songs, I love the story, I love the metaphors. Like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz, every girl must pull back the curtain of her uh, curtain of her limiting beliefs and conditioning and start learning to look inward to find her power and her and her resources, her innermost resources if you will. Dorothy's journey down the yellow brick road starts when she bangs her head and she falls asleep. And in fairy tales, falling asleep is a metaphor for going inward and doing your intuitive learning. Think about Snow White. Think about Sleeping Beauty. The journey down the yellow brick road allows Dorothy to integrate lots of different parts of herself. The scarecrow, scarecrow represents her intuition and wisdom. The Tin Man represents her compassion. The Lion represents her courage to face her fears. Glinda represents her spirituality. The Wicked Witch represents her shadow side, her quote-unquote negative feelings like anger and jealousy. And then finally, the Wizard, who represents her inner knowing. At every step in the story, Dorothy shows her inner strength. She also exhibits her spirit of love and compassion for other people. She helps the Scarecrow. She oils up the Tin Man and invites her invites him to join them. And she also has, to, has the courage to defend her dog Toto from the lion. But then she invites the lion to join them as well. She solves problems all along the way by using her natural nurturing qualities. The love of the Scarecrow prompts her to throw the water on the fire that accidentally kills the witch. And she's given the, the, the broomstick... In gratitude from the guards. Your daughter must learn to get quiet and go inward to find her own truth and strength. She's got to learn to avoid giving away her power, just as Dorothy learned to hold on to her ruby slippers. Because Glinda told her at the very beginning, they must have a lot of power to hold on to them. And like Dorothy, girls must become aware that they have the power to realize their own heart's desire. I love fictional stories. I love fairy tales. So, how can we educate our daughters about this transformation they're going through? Well, fairy tales and these fictional stories are a great vehicle to understand the trials and tribulations of both the story's characters as well as your daughter's own trials and tribulations. So, your daughter's feelings of discontent and restlessness and emptiness and uncertainty anxiety, and sometimes depression or despair can be normalized in the context of their heroine's journey. I've spoken in previous blogs and podcasts about touch points, which the the process I learned from my old mentor, Dr. T. Barry Bresleton. Touch points are those times in our life we're about to go through a big leap in development. And when those times come, there usually is uh, a sense of feeling out of uh, depressed, anxious, moody, uncertain, self-doubt. And I teach girls, and I want you to teach your daughters, that those feelings are a sign of growth, a sign of change coming, a sign that they're they're going through a transformation. Your daughters need to be taught how to have quiet alone time. They need to, they need to value that. to to use that time to reflect and, and to soul search, to check in with their feelings and intuition. There are good questions that you can teach your daughter to ask herself. Questions like, what's been calling you? What kind of urges have you had? What ignites your passion? What pulls you in a positive direction? Who in your life helps you to stay on course? What have you done in your life, or what are you doing now that brings you joy? It fills your heart and inspires you. What are some things you've done in the past that you thought you couldn't do at first? You thought it was impossible, but then in the end you accomplished it. Now consider some impossible things you're thinking about that that you have yet to do that are are coming up in the future, like college, for instance, or moving away, going to a big city. Imagine yourself doing it. Who are some allies you can reach out to? What kind of resources can you reach out to? And how can you pull, pull um, into yourself the old courage that you've developed over time with past experiences? How can you draw on that, old, on that old courage? You can teach your daughter to trust her urges, to understand touch points in the heroine's journey. We can do those things, but in the end, she's got to do it herself. Just like Glinda said to, to the um to the scarecrow when when Dorothy just had to click her heels to go home, they were like, Why didn't you tell her before? And Glinda said she had to learn it herself. Dorothy had to see her power within herself. And she had to go through those trials and tribulations so she could she could embrace how much more she had going for her how much more that she ha- she had within her than she had ever imagined because when she returned home she was a different person and at the end of your daughter's adolescence she will be a different person glinda also told dorothy you don't need to go out there outside of yourself to find what you need you need to look no further than your own backyard to find the answers and the energy that you seek You just need to pull back the curtain, like we did with the wizard, to discover who you are and what you've allowed to hold you back in the past. And to look inward for your resources. There's a quote that says that the soul grows and becomes equal to the challenges it faces. Let me leave you with a story and a few thoughts. The story is called A Descent into the Maelstrom, written by Edgar Allan Poe. And the story is about a fisherman whose boat was being sucked into this enormous whirlpool. So down he spins into the vortex, and the guy knows, the fisherman knows, he's going to die. But then something strange happens. In his anxiety, he relaxes, and to amuse himself, he makes a game out of studying how the whirlpool works. And what he sees and what he realizes is While most things hurtle rapidly downward and get destroyed, cylindrical objects such as barrels aren't swallowed up as easily and they tend to linger up near the top of the vortex, the top of the whirlpool, right near the surface. So based on this observation, he decides to lash himself to his own water cask and to leap overboard. And it works. The boat continues swirling downward, but the fisherman doesn't. The cask which he was attached to eventually started to to whirl and, and to stop, I'm um, sorry, stop, sw- stop whirling and starts to go up towards the top. And eventually he finds himself back on the surface. He saved himself. So during adolescence, during the heroine's journey, your daughter may feel like that, like she's in a maelstrom, like she's in a whirlpool, like she's being sucked around and sucked down, like she is being overwhelmed. And so she needs to have some things that she learns to hold on to to get her through those tough times. <clears throat> and she can learn from our fairy tale and our story heroines. One thing she can hold on to is friends and mentors. Harry Potter has Hermione and Ron. Ray has Finn and Han Solo. Katniss in The Hunger Games has Peeta and her boyfriend, Gail, and also Hamish, and also Cinna. Moana reaches out to her grandmother. Frodo has Sam and Gandalf. You can ask your daughter, who can you hold on to? Who can you reach out to when you're when you're struggling? And I hope that becomes you also. I hope girls can reach out to their parents. Because you can help them reframe this road of trials and tribulations. Uh, like the college process, for instance. Reframe it to being more about an adventure that's full of opportunities to grow and to learn who they really are and what they're capable of, instead of focusing on their fears and their anxiety and their uncertainty. That's what what young girls do in that time, oftentimes. We can help them reframe that and to focus more on the adventure, the excitement, the newness, and the change. We can help our daughters find passions and friends she can hold on to to get her through these tough times. And like the heroines in the stories... Your daughter can learn to master her emotions, she can learn to face her fears, to overcome the challenges and obstacles in her course, and ultimately to find and embrace the parts of herself that yearn to be expressed. At the end of that journey, she will be ready to meet the adult world. That's what her adolescence is all about. I strongly encourage you to read those books, and maybe even have your daughter read them. I suggest those books oftentimes to, to young adults, some women in college who I'm counseling as they're going through another transition, another transformation. My favorite one of those books, I think, is probably Spinning Straw into Gold. Um, but also, I also like the book The Sound of a Silver Horn. Sound of a Silver Horn. I'll put those, the names of those books in my show notes from this podcast so you can look those up. Um, and Be There for Your Daughters in the way I've described in this podcast It's their journey, it's their adventure, it's their transformation, but you can be one of those people they reach out to for support along the way. Thank you once again for tuning in to this podcast every week. I really do appreciate that. Look in the show notes for um, some, uh, some of the ideas that I've talked about in this podcast. Also, I wrote a book for young adults called Letters from My Grandfather, Timeless Wisdom for a Life Worth Living, It came out about a year and a half ago, and I wrote it for young adults who are going through the transformation. And I wrote it as a series of letters that a grandfather leaves to his his granddaughter. They were very close, and he passes away, and at the funeral, the girl discovers he's left her a box of letters. And each letter is is to be opened at a different time in her life, like her 16th birthday, her 18th birthday, her first day of college, her college graduation, uh, the day of her wedding, things like that. There's lots of good ideas in there about how girls can find their purpose, find their calling, and also to, to also not be so freaked out by the transformation process, the change that goes on in those touch points, and to uh, learn to embrace the heroine's journey. I will see you back here in a week with another podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I will see you later.